0: Thank you very much. Can we also just thank the band as well for leading us in worship? Such a blessing to be able to worship together. It is great to be with you tonight. And tonight we're actually finishing up in our Titus series. Um, So we're up to Titus chapter 3 and there's a lot in it. So I really encourage you uh, when you head home to to read the whole chapter because I'm not going to be able to cover everything in there. Uh, but um, it's, it, there's so much amazing things in there. And, and a lot of it, I'm going to focus on the first two verses. And in it talks about uh, humility and gentleness. And as we've been talking, as we've been looking at this letter that Paul wrote to Titus, we see that in the Word of God, in the Bible, everything that God calls us to do, it is who Jesus is. Jesus has lived that out. And so as we look at that, we actually are in awe of who Jesus Christ is. And, and we are actually able to live in that life because the Holy Spirit dwells within us. So I'm excited tonight as we come to the word. Um, it's a challenging word, but it, it's not actually for us to focus on ourselves, but actually to be in awe of who Jesus Christ is. So let me pray. Dearly Father, I wanna thank you for who you are. Thank you that you are truly humility. Thank you that you are humble. Thank you that you are gentle. And I want to thank you, Lord, that you have changed our life. Thank you, God. You are so good. So speak to us now. In your name we pray. Amen. As I was um, focusing on the Word and and thinking about it, I was reminded of different times, and we could all relate to this, of moments where we have observed incredible humility. Maybe we've experienced gentleness and and a humble heart towards us, and it's it's meant the world to us, and we've been really... um, maybe shocked or overwhelmed in a a positive way. And as I was thinking about it, I was thinking about a time that um, I was a bit younger and I was feeling a bit sick, feeling a bit unwell, and I was at a friend's house. What used to happen was, um, I'd just eat too many lollies. Um, so often what would happen is I just wouldn't uh, have the self-control. I'd enjoy a few too many lollies, and then unfortunately I'd be physically sick. Like it's just this thing. My stomach would get up upset, and it just happened. So once I was at a friend's house, I was pretty young, and I was feeling sick, and, and you know, I must have been looking pretty orange in the face. So my friend's mum called up my dad and said, oh, can you come around and pick tie up? So dad drove, and um, he, had a, he had a bucket for me in the back seat. And he said, here you go. This is is for you if you need it. Um, So I said, thank you, Dad. And and for whatever reason, I don't know why, I put it beside me. Um, I wasn't holding on to it. And I was very unwell. And unfortunately, I was sick all over the back seats, all over the chairs, the ground, everything. And I remember in that moment feeling so bad. I remember thinking that was the point of the bucket. That's why he put the bucket there. And I remember saying to dad, dad, I'm so sorry. I'll clean this up as soon as I get home. And I was pretty young at this age. And dad just said to me, no, no, no. when we get home, you just go have a shower, I'll clean it all up. And at that age, I, I, like I wouldn't have articulated and said, dad, your humility is brilliant. But, but now as I reflect, I think, wow, that was incredible. But in the moment, I was like, wow, I can't believe that he's doing that. Who would want to do that? And as, even as Twig was sharing about schoolies, we, we know that for many people, when they're in these moments of mess and there is someone there, a Christ follower, who is helping them, they ask a similar question. Why are you doing this right now? What, what? Sometimes it's like, what is wrong with you? Like, I, I just can't understand why you'd be willing to help me. And it's incredible how much humility stands out. Like, we actually really appreciate it when we see it. Can be really life-changing. I remember um, there was a young adult here, this was many years ago now, but he was he was thinking about getting back into church and he was praying about, you know, what, what church community should I be a part of? And he came and volunteered at a large event that we had here. And most of the pack-up was done, and a lot of the young adults decided, oh, we're gonna head out to Maccas um, to get a, I don't know, frozen coke, nuggets, whatever, whatever they went to get. And, and as they were heading out, he thought, oh, I'll just quickly duck to the bathroom before I leave. And everyone had left. And he went in. And at the time, our senior pastor was there on his hands and knees scrubbing the toilets. And he came in, and he was, he was almost a bit embarrassed. Like, what are you doing? Aren't you the senior pastor? Like, what is going on right now? He was so confused. But also, like, this is amazing. This is the church community that I want to be a part of, that there is humility and I think we could all relate to how incredible it is. And in this letter that Titus writes, I've been trying to think about what, what oh, sorry, that Paul writes to Titus. I saw a few faces, they were a bit confused. Don't worry, we got there. And I was thinking, what, what, is, what is the main point? Like, what, how would I summarize it? And as I just read in, in, in chapter two, in verse 10, it says, Then they will make the teaching about God, our Savior, attractive in every way. Paul was saying, by the way that you live, non-Christians, everyone should look on and think, that is so amazing. That is so attractive. Who is your God? And I want to keep referring back to this because... There is a, a, a higher calling that we have as Christians to live in a way that others go, This is amazing, tell me more. So I'm gonna just read in Titus 3, verse 1 to 2. And this life that Paul is calling the church to, but it is the same for us right now. So we start from verse 1 Remind the believers to submit to the government and its officers, they should be obedient. Always ready to do what is good. They must not slander anyone and must avoid quarreling. Instead, they should be gentle and show true humility to everyone. Now, I'm going to be honest. What, what we read there in those two verses, that's, that's a big call. And, and honestly, it's, it's humanly impossible to live in that way. That is who Jesus Christ is. And it is only possible for us to live in that way with the Spirit of God living within us. I want to say that. But it's really interesting as we look at this, we need to remember the context of this letter. In the church of Crete at this time that, that Paul was writing this letter, they, very sadly they were claiming to be Christians but living in a way that actually discredited Christianity. It wasn't attractive that people thought, oh, I also want to follow Jesus. It says in in many parts there that they were quite a stumbling block. They they weren't a good example to their non-Christian neighbors by the way that they lived. There was a lot of slander. There was a lot of quarreling. There was a lot of fighting. They were rebellious. And Paul is writing this letter to say, there is another life on offer. We need to follow Jesus Christ. And in the first part there, it talks about that we need to submit to government and respect the officers, And it talks about this. And I think every single one of us could agree that in the past, over history and even now, we could agree that there can be corruption in authority. There can be sin, there can be evil in the people that we are to respect and the people that we are to submit to in government. And it's really interesting as we look at this passage, as we look at the context and look at the life that Jesus Christ is calling us to. As I was researching this a bit about this certain part, I came across a really great commentary that says, the believer should not have an attitude towards the government and show it. Sorry, I'm just gonna read that again. The believer should not have a bad attitude towards the government and show it by slanderous accusations and pugnacious actions. Maybe for you, you all know what that word means. I had no idea. No clue, so, but most of you would, but I'll just give you a bit of context just in case. So pugnacious in this thing is this desire to fight, this desire to quarrel, this desire to, to, to almost... To, to bite back, and it's saying we're not to live in that way. The word gentle means an attitude of moderation, a sweet reasonableness. And as we look at this, we see that when we're wanting to follow Jesus and we stay, stay to the convictions that God has in our life, we are to do that with gentleness, We are to do that with true humility. We are to do that in a way that is always eager to do good. And Paul says time and time again, not in a way of slandering. We need to be a good example. And we actually see this all through Scripture. We see this in in the Old Testament through Joseph. We see it through Daniel. We see it in the New Testament through Paul and the apostles of this wrestle of following Jesus, holding to convictions, but doing it in a way of gentleness and true humility. And what I wanna point us to, because this can be something that we find quite sometimes offensive. We can be quite challenged by this. But what I wanna point us to is Jesus Christ, how he lived in this way and how he lives in this way. I want us to just remember Jesus Christ going to the cross, Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords and his authority was challenged. People said, you are not who you say you are. And he was gracious. He was humble. He was gentle. They spat on him. They mocked him. They whipped him. They beat him. And he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. He responded in true humility. And when we're in these moments where something happens and we think, no, 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 I, I can't just keep, I can't just keep showing humility or whatever it is. I want us to remember Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And, and I just want to read a bit of scripture here because I just think it explains it so well. In First Peter chapter 2, verse 20. But if you suffer for doing good and endure it patiently, God is pleased with you. For God called you to do good. Even if it means suffering, just as Christ suffered for you. He is your example and you must follow his steps. He never sinned nor ever deceived anyone. Listen to this. This this is where Jesus Christ is the greatest. He did not retaliate when he was insulted, nor threaten revenge when he suffered. He left his case in the hands of God who always judges fairly. How incredible is that? He didn't retaliate. He didn't threaten revenge. And what did he do? He actually left it to God, the greatest fair judge there will ever be. And there's just a release to say, I'm gonna let that one go. I'm gonna let that one go to God and he will look after it. And as we reflect on that, How much could we agree that our society, our world needs the heart of Jesus? We could all relate to that. We think about that on the road. Think about how often there is road rage. Think about how often we see on social media, people are offended and are striking back at one another. We think about all the lawsuits we think about the burst of anger at the smallest things of waiting at a cafe for a coffee and they forgot to put caramel in your caramel latte or whatever it is. You know, all these times where we see harsh words. How much do we want the heart of Jesus? And, us, and, and we often say this, we pray for revival. We say, Lord, we want our society to be changed And what what I want to say is when we follow Jesus Christ and allow Jesus to live in us and shine true humility and gentleness, this will be what Paul says. Then they will make the teaching about God our Saviour attractive in every way. People do ask, why, how do you live in this way? And it is only because of Jesus Christ. And when I think about, okay, so how, how and why are we going to live in a way that doesn't respond harshly? We, in, a, in my connect group, we read this about three weeks ago. And as we read this, we went, man, this is, this is, this is a very different life to not respond in anger and harsh words. And, and as I've been reflecting on it, I go, this is actually impossible. Humanly, it is impossible. To live in true humility and, and then not to act in a humble way and then afterwards go, oh, yes, you should have seen what I just did. I had a mate that I, I used to, I, I would sometimes do something that I thought was incredible, so godly, and I'd go to him afterwards and I'd say, you should have seen what I just did. And he'd say, yep, and you just lost your reward in heaven. And I'd think, oh, yeah, true, that's not the heart, is it? That's not, I, I probably shouldn't be boasting about it. But it's true, what is true humility? to truly in that moment to go, that is Jesus Christ living in me. Praise the Lord. Not, not about bettering ourselves, but truly just letting Christ lead our life. So how? How do we live in this way and why? And I think one of the most important things is we need to realise when we're responding to people, when, when, when we may see government or authorities in a way that there is evil and there is corruption and we have so much anger towards them we need to remember that they are people and that we were all in the same position and it is but by the grace of God that we can live in another way do, like do we truly believe that that we are in the same position but the grace of God and it's actually Paul who says this in verse 3 After those two verses that he said, he goes, Once we, too, were foolish and disobedient. We were misled and became slaves to many lusts and pleasures. Our lives were full of evil and envy. We hated each other. But when God, our Savior, revealed his kindness and love, he saved us. Not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and a new life through the Holy Spirit. He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ, our Saviour. Because of His grace, He made us right in His sight and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. And I really believe that is where the humility comes from, to truly believe When we are experiencing sin, when we are experiencing evil, when we are experiencing harsh words or anger from people, for us truly in that moment to say, I would be susceptible of that too. But it is only by the grace of God that I can respond in love in humility and gentleness. And in those moments, we truly go, man, I want them to know Jesus. I want them to know Jesus just like I know Jesus. I think that is where the humility comes. Do we believe that? that we were all trapped in sin and it is only by Jesus Christ who saved us. The other thing is we need to realise, and this is so important because this is God's heart, that everyone was created in the image of God and God wants all people to know him. So that means in every single situation of our life, we are wanting to share the love of God with people so that they may know him. We know God makes it very clear in the world, in the word, that he loves for he loved the whole world and he wants all to know him. How does that change our every day? When we realize that firstly, man, that's that's exactly where we are at, but the grace of God through Jesus Christ. And then in that second part there to, to realize God's heart, God's heart is that all would know him. As I, was, as I said, well, I read this passage about three weeks ago and as I was really praying about it and, and actually looking at my own life and the way that I act and the way that I respond and, and focusing, well, who is Jesus? This is amazing. I, I, I often say this, I, I have a pretty good workplace. I, I have a very good workplace. And, and, um, I, I, and I pray and I support many people that are in a workplace that do experience anger and harsh words, and, uh, but, but I don't really experience that. I don't here and and I'm very appreciative of that but I realise though how hard that is for people that experience that regularly. It was interesting because as I read this passage about three weeks ago in the last three weeks in random context I have experienced some very very harsh angry words from just random people that I haven't known. And, and one of the examples was just this Wednesday, um, I was talking to Andrew Carnell about this passage and, and he shared with me how incredible it is when we respond in gentleness and humility and how it can change a whole situation. And he gave me some examples of what he'd seen. And, and he reminded me of Proverbs 15 verse one. And he said, a gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make temper, tempers fly. Flare, fly, same thing. And as I was reflecting on that, I was saying, God, I want to live in this way. But I've said many times, it is humanly, it's impossible, but it's only the grace of God. And just on Wednesday afternoon, I was driving. um, I'd just gone and seen mum and dad and I was driving to connect, driving to Bible study. And as I was driving, there there was a dog that ran out in front of me. And luckily, I wasn't going too fast at the time. And I just slammed on the brakes. There was no one behind me and I quickly pulled over and I, it was one of those moments where I slammed and I was just hoping I didn't hear a thud and I didn't, very thankfully. The dog just ran in front, so I quickly pulled over and as I just pulled over quickly because I wanted to grab the dog because I saw the house that it came out of, I thought I'll just quickly pull over and I slightly went across someone's driveway. So I just quickly pulled over because I was like, I'm probably gonna be under a minute. So I quickly ran, grabbed the dog. I ran up to the house. I was knocking for them to come out. And I just hear this beeping of a horn, just so aggressively, just nonstop. And I'm thinking, oh, maybe I should go see what that is. So I run down and this guy put down his window and he was screaming at me. This better not be your car. What are you doing? Like just yelling. And in that moment, I felt the peace of God come over me. And then I also had a temptation to say, who do you think you are? But then the peace of God reminded me. I've been sitting in this word for the last three weeks, respond in gentleness and true humility. And it's seriously, i no word of a lie. It felt like I had this choice, like time just stopped. And I went, oh, I'm gonna respond in gentleness. And I just said to the guy, I said, mate, I'm so sorry for the inconvenience. I said, I was just driving, a dog pulled out. So I quickly pulled over. I just said, and I'm just trying to find the owner. I just don't want this dog to run away. And I said, I am so sorry. And he just said, mate, you are incredible. He said, great job. And I said to him, I said, and I said, oh, mate, I'll get in my car and I'll move it straight away because I don't want to upset you. And he said, no way. I can get up my driveway fine. (laughs) And I must say, I was tempted to say, hold up. and then No, no. I said, thank you. And I must say in that moment, and this is what I'm saying, when we leave those situations, it's truly not to boast in self to say, wow, I did it. But actually to say that is the heart of God. That's Jesus Christ. I had the option to do what I wanted to say, but by the grace of God, miracles happen. I listened to the Spirit. And there was another situation. This was two weeks ago. And I was house sitting. I was looking after a dog. And um, what happened was, um, the dog at the time was barking a fair bit in the backyard and, and um, I reckon only about 30 seconds. Anyway, I just heard just screaming from the neighbor. So I quickly ran down and, and he was just going at me. And he was so red in the face and, and he was so angry. I think he thought I was the house owner. And as I was walking closer and closer to him, I thought, oh, what am I going to say? Like... And I was, tr- I was actually speechless. I was truly speechless. I had no idea what to say. And I was just walking closer and closer. And I was just about to talk to him. And then he just quickly turned around and just stormed off. And then I was sort of stuck there in a, in a second. And I, and I sort of went to walk away. And then I thought to him, I thought, oh, I still have time. Like I could call out to him and I could say something. And then I just felt that God, God say, no, this is where I want you to just like be gentle. Just let it go. And so I walked up and it was crazy, the temptation. I, like, no word of life. For the next hour, it was like, oh, you could have said this, you could have said this. And I had to keep saying, no, no, I don't want to live that way. And I, and I told the house owner and, and, and the, he sort of shared it with me, oh, yeah, we, we've, had some, we've had some struggles in the past, like some things, you know, we, I've experienced that. And anyway, so he said, oh, I'm sorry that that happened and whatever. And then I just checked in with him last week and I just said, I just checked in on Friday and I said, oh, how's that all going? He said, mate, I've just been praying about it and and I actually just felt really led to buy buy him a hamper, like get him a hamper from church. So he got him a hamper and he just went to his door and he knocked and he just said, mate, I just want to apologize if my dog has disrupted you in in any way and I I really want to apologize and I want to make things right. And this guy said he, he was so embarrassed. He said, I do not deserve this. He's like, I cannot believe you've done this. And my mate just said, oh, no, like, you know, I I just want to say sorry. And, And the guy ended up just saying, well, there's more that's going on in my life. And he just opened up and had this amazing conversation. And in the same way, that is the heart of Jesus. That is who Jesus is. We look on that and we think that is crazy. Who would do that? Jesus. Jesus Christ. And as I mentioned, we, we pray for revival. Like we say we want our society changed. And how amazing is it? And I know many of you do when you live in this way and people want to know who Jesus Christ is. But I must admit, I've said this many times, humanly it's impossible. And that's where we need to come to the place of humility and say it is only but the grace of God. And I want to live in this way. And I need to be asking for God's help every single day. And temptations are going to come to not live in this way. But I want to hold on to who God is. And I want to allow the Spirit of God to live through me. Why? So that many may come to know Jesus Christ. Man, it is a privilege that we know Jesus. And we want to share Jesus with everyone. And these situations, let's be real, are going to be playing out every day of our life whether that's in the the home environment where you are, whether that's in the sporting team that you play in, whether that's waiting at a cafe for something, whether that is being at a restaurant and getting the wrong meal, whether that is on the road, whether that is people coming at you in, in harsh words, we have this opportunity every single day and we pray for revival. We ask for revival and I know I know that we have opportunities every day to share the love of God, to share Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour, with everyone around us. So as a church, we need to encourage each other. We need to spur each other on because we want all to know God. And remember, we can only live in this way because Jesus Christ has saved us. We can't do that. We can't. I think we could all be honest in that. But how beautiful that this life that Paul calls us to in this, in this letter here. We can live in that way because of the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us. So let me pray right now. Dearly Father, I wanna thank you for the word of God. I wanna thank you for you, Jesus Christ. Just as we stop right now, you are so humble. You are the definition of humility. That as King of Kings, as the creator of the world, There were mere humans that mocked you, that said that you weren't who you were, that beat you, and you just said, Father, forgive them. You want all to know you. Respond in gentleness and love. And God, we wanna do that because we wanna experience who you are, Jesus, and we wanna share who you are to everyone around us. We pray that society would change. We pray for revival And Lord, I believe every single one of us has an opportunity to live in this way. And it's not because of us, but it's because of you, Jesus Christ. And I pray that we would be in a place of humility to think that would be me too. I would be stuck in my sin if it wasn't for Jesus. Thank you, Jesus Christ. You are beautiful. You are amazing. So I pray right now, let us take that humble step. And let us be excited to share your love in all situations, to show gentleness, to show true humility, to always be eager to do good. We thank you, God, for who you are. You are amazing and you're holy in your precious name. Amen. I encourage you to stand to your feet. We are going to sing Lord Send Revival. Because we want everyone to know Jesus Christ. He changes our lives and we want people to know who He is. So let's worship and let this be our prayer. Lord, send revival. And what a privilege that we are the salt and the light of this world. And the Lord is going to shine through us. So let's, let's have this as our prayer and sing together as a church. Let's worship Him now.
1: Wash over me, immerse me in waters deep as the sea. Hide me in love, your healing embrace, peace like a river. Wash over me. So worship Your Majesty. I worship Your. Hope. V Be-
2: been said before that revival isn't a church full of people it's a church full of god and that's why we need the power of god in our lives father god that's the cry of our heart tonight is revival is a people that are saturated with you and your presence and full of you great god just you enveloping our lives great god and so father god help us to be a people that are yielded to your will and to Your plans and to Your purposes, great God, yielded to, uh, yeah, yielded to Your purposes. Obedient people, Father God, we pray. So, Lord, we just humble ourselves before You tonight. So, we've heard about that humility. We humble ourselves before You, great God. Ask that You might just continue to move sovereignly in our hearts. We thank You, great God, and yeah, we just pray all these things in Jesus' mighty and precious name. Amen, amen. I wanted to say one other thing, though, very important. Um, tonight, as Ty was sharing, there's that sense in which it's like, oh, I would love a life where I just, you know, you, you know that, because uh, this is, a, that's a tough message. That's really tough. And you've experienced how hard that is from time to time. But I'm just conscious that some of you here tonight maybe just feeling like, gee, I'd love to, live a life empowered by God, but I don't know what that looks like. And maybe you've got no concept, no idea of what it means to have a relationship with God. And I just wanted to give you an opportunity. I just thought this was important, whether it's here or online as well. That it's almost like you felt like you've heard tonight that it's like, oh, so we could know God and He could empower us to live a life like well beyond our own strength. And that's exactly what it is, to put it simply. And so uh, I just wanna give you an opportunity to respond very quickly. And uh, if if you'd be willing, if you'd just pray with me one more time, we can all just do it together. But if you'd be willing, just in that attitude of prayer, if you wanna know Him and just wanna surrender your life to Him, say, God, I wanna know what that's like. Could you just take just one last moment just to pray together and just pray this simple prayer. Father God, uh, Lord, I need You. If this is You tonight, you can pray this in your head and in your heart. Lord, I need You. Father, thank You for dying on the cross. Thank You for rising again. Thank you for dying for all my sin and mistakes and everything I've done throughout my life, great God. And I just want you in my life. Fill me with your Spirit. Empower me now, I pray. Father, thank you for those that responded. And I just thank you that you're a God who every single time someone prays that prayer, you answer it 100% of the time, great God. We honour you and thank you. We love you, God. And we pray these things in Jesus' Name, Amen. Amen, so good to have you here tonight in church. Great to have you online as well. And uh, hopefully we'll see you next week. You can go and grab some dinner. But uh, one, one really humbling thing would be to stack chairs. So, I mean, just a thought. I don't know if you wanted to exercise, what we've heard tonight, you could maybe help us stack some chairs. But if you need to go, absolutely no worries at all. But God bless you, have an awesome week and we'll see you soon.